Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project, where purpose-driven leaders unite to change the game of life and business forever. Here are your hosts, Susan Hobson and Rob Kalvaroski. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. On this week's episode, Lisa Goldenthal, executive coach and the host of the whole CEO podcast, joins the show. We talk about how to become unstoppable and the importance of emotional intelligence. And if you go over to the whole CEO podcast and you go back a few weeks, you'll be able to hear Susan and my interview on that show. So definitely go check that out as well. We at Elite High Performance specialize in building high-impact leaders that turn their teams into happy high performers who crush their goals. And a stat I want to give you this week is 50 to 70% of executives fail within the first 18 months of being on the job. And that's because 75% of them rated that their formal development was ineffective and the coaching they received through work was also either unavailable or it wasn't great. And so if you're working really hard to become that next level executive, take action and take accountability for your development and become an elite leader. Head on over to EliteHighPerformance.com so you can learn more about becoming an elite leader. You just can't afford to fail the first time you get a great opportunity. Lastly, please hit subscribe to the Leadership Launchpad Project on your favorite podcast platform and drop us a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us. And here's the interview with Lisa Goldenthal. We are back. Welcome to the Leadership Launchpad Project. I'm Rob Kalvaroski. And as always, the yang to my yin, Susan Hobson's here. Susan, how are you? I'm so good. I'm like really, really enjoying this extra sunny weather that we're getting. We had the hottest October 2nd ever in history here in Toronto. <laughs> I banked that one because that was my daughter's birthday. I thought that was so cool. But no, we're still getting this freaking summer weather. And it's like, it's October 6th today. So I am so fired up on all cylinders because I got my vitamin D. <laughs> me too I, I went for a run this morning obviously out in costa rica and just the sunshine and it's beautiful although it will rain in the afternoon but right now it's perfect so yeah as always we've got to start off with a quote and i have oh, one yeah. here from michelle obama and oh, she says the only limit to the height of your achievements is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work for them. Mm, I love that. Tell us why you picked this one today. Well, we have Miss High Performance Coach herself with us, the special guest, Lisa Goldenthal. She's a high-performance executive coach, best-selling author, and the host of the whole CEO podcast. Lisa, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. I love that quote. I always believe in dreaming bigger and starting with a vision. So thank you. Thank you. And it's something, you know, that obviously Susan and I also work with executives and we try to help them dream bigger as well. Like, 
how is dreaming bigger part of your process? Well, for me, I think clarity is step one in performance and leadership. So you always want to start with a really big vision. And then from there, you can reverse engineer a plan. But it all starts with clarity. It all starts with dreaming big and not limiting yourself in your vision. You want to choose goals that are bigger than you ever imagined and just achieve them by reverse engineering. Okay, now that I know my dream big vision, never give up. Just keep going no matter what and failing forward as I have. So I think it all starts with vision. Love it. And what was this big dream or vision that you had that put you on this path to becoming a high performance executive coach? Was this always the the plan or the dream? No. um, Thank you for that question, Susan. I think the last three years have been the most growthful years, if that's even a word. I'd say years of growth. Let's make it a word. Okay. (laughs) I like that word. word. (laughs) (laughs) I I think um, I launched my podcast in 2020 to help people become unstoppable. And it was a pandemic pivot for me. Formerly, I would get to see people in person. And then when everything changes, I had to change. And although I have a huge experience um, in health and fitness and wellness, I pivoted to performance being about so much more than that, just based on all the struggles that I've had to go through and the emotional intelligence I've had to develop over the years. And I noticed like when I used to help people with health and fitness alone, it wasn't enough. You have to dig deeper into what got you there in the first place. What are your goals? What are your limiting beliefs? And getting your dream big vision to be about performance, doing your best in all areas of life, not just one. It's it's funny. We have a, a similar story, at least when we, we launched our show about three years ago. Like now we're about hitting 150 episodes. And um, I mean, obviously, Susan was from the high performance background, but we launched it about leadership is as our way of really helping leaders through this hard time, but also to bringing all the toxic leadership that I experienced in my career mm-hmm. um, into into the light. And yeah, it's been an amazing time. We met incredible folks along the way, including Lisa and yeah, it's been a fun journey. Oh, yeah. yeah, my my superpower is helping executives to shift from reactive to purposeful. So I'm on the same journey as you are as far as having experience. I love your topic of horrible bosses you recently talked about. <laughs> it goes so much further when you have like horrible bosses or horrible husbands or horrible parents. It's like the way I learn and grow is through those experiences that I can help other people join me on this journey to being less reactive and more purposeful and responsible. But let's peel, yeah. let's peel back and let's get high level on this. Cause I feel like you're a high performance leadership coach. That's exactly what we do, but I want to hear from you what your take on high performance is. Oh, thank you for that question. I love the question because high performance to me means consistently operating at your peak emotionally, physically, mentally to reach your true potential 
And that involves leading with EQ. I love this. So, I mean, we got to ask, right? And, and Susan knows this because when I walked into her door, I was not emotionally intelligent. Actually, I was dissociated, but that's a whole other story. Um, but how do you, and, and like, obviously I had resistance to this idea of emotions. I was just like, I don't care. I just want to like make more money and just be better right? I want to achieve. How do you get through that barrier with folks that are not sold on the emotion part yet? <laughs> well, I love that question. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your journey too. I love this conversation in general, because once you have been there yourself, I mean, and for me, it was hitting rock bottom in relationships and business multiple times. And then you finally wake up and you're like, wait a minute, what is the common denominator here? And that was me. So once I realized that my happiness and my performance was about being able to be less reactive and more responsible, I wanted to help others do the same. So they can maximize through self-awareness, continuous growth and empowering others. And then how about leadership? Like how does this then start to fit into leadership because we're talking about high performance and actually your definition is quite similar to ours. We talk about playing your biggest impact game sustainably till the rocking chair, right? But in the context of leadership, what does high performance leadership mean to you? Well, I think we've all experienced those kind of horrible bosses before. And my mission is to turn the thermometer-like leaders into empowered thermostats who can transform their companies. So I put executives with the skills to thrive amidst uncertainty and disruption, because who knew three years ago, when we started our podcast to help others become unstoppable, that we would still be here three and a half years later. <laughs> yeah. And I guess for those leaders out there, like you mentioned the skills that can help us thrive and be purposeful? Like what, what are the, some of those skills? Well, sometimes the gaps that I see are these reactive tendencies. And I've seen this in my life too, which is how it really hit home for me that I needed to do this work. And also like a tunnel vision effect, you know, where you're just Focus on the problem, focus on the problem, focus on the problems. And that way you can't be focused on the solution. So some of the common communication skills that I see are poor. And then because of that, then you have a lack of strategic thinking. And if you're not investing in your relationships and your people, this holds leaders back from like a breakthrough performance, which is required. The standards have been raised. You have this quiet quitting going on and it's not, if you're not investing in your own growth so that you can invest in your people and their growth, you're going to have to start worrying about your retention rates. And what is your journey? So like you mentioned, you went on your journey and the last three years we made up the nice word of growthful. Um, <laughs> now, like what has your growth journey looked like? Well, let's just talk about 2023, for example. This year, I moved from Los Angeles, where I've lived for 
25 years before that I was from New York to the middle of nowhere. I'd say um, Tri-Cities, Washington is very remote compared to LA and New York. <laughs> and lived with my husband for the first time. He took a new job. The economy wasn't helping that new company that we came here to transform. So basically we bought a new house. He started a new job, which became instead of taking it public, it became something where it was a turnaround and ultimately a disaster. So here we are. And then we planned a wedding 3000 miles apart and a lot of things triggered me. So that really brought me back to over 10 years ago when I started self mastery and realizing that the common denominator was me, this made me even more determined to do more work on EQ so that I don't take the triggers and that I focus on the good. I'm grateful for everything I do have. And that particular journey, which is sort of, there's been a lot of trauma in the last three years and half at this point where it's piled on top of like, you know, okay, we're in a pandemic and then we're in a riot. And remember in LA when Kobe died, that was horrible. So it's just been a long journey. And that's why I'm so passionate about this topic of turning people from a thermometer to a thermostat, because I had to become that leader in my own journey lately. And because of that, I've been able to walk through all these changes and challenges and just be grateful that I have all this new things in my life and made it just made me more grateful for my clients, my friends, my family and my husband and just the grit and resilience I've had to exhibit. I love that. I feel like you mentioned trauma, right? And this is one of the things that we obviously we see holds a lot of the leaders we work with back because we work with the high achievers and the high achievers, even though they don't know it, because they call it <laughs> motivation, right? When they're going right. pedal to the metal and the all or nothing kind of style of existence. Um, but obviously is just surviving, right? Because that's actually anxiety that comes from their unreconciled trauma. And right. we find that this oftentimes is, is the biggest roadblock in and of itself because it prevents our leaders from be, even being able to connect with the dream or the possibility thinking, right? Right. So what are some tips that you have in terms of how you help leaders to connect with those dreams, those visions, those, those big picture goals when they're coming to you in a state of unresourcefulness? Well, I'd say... I'd like to get them first to tap into some breathing so that they can shift their mindset from thermometer to thermostat, get clear on their why, intentionally develop their EQ, communicate with empathy, and just commit to bringing out the best in their people. So we've all been through trauma. So I know for me, when I felt like all the stuff, I'm not breathing. So I think you have to breathe and get back into your vision and your why. Why are you a leader? Why did you become a leader? What is your legacy? What is the impact you wanna lead with? And how can you get there? And just get out of that fight, flight, freeze when you sense that. And for me, sometimes I'll do like a box breathing with people to inhale for four, hold for four, 
And then exhale slowly and maybe do that four times just to tap, tap into a source where you can lead from instead of being so reactive. Because the tunnel vision effect, like we discussed before, is like focused on the problem, focused on the problem. When you're in trauma, where you're, you're like, I got to turn this company around. I got to keep my employees from quitting. You got to tap into how. Okay, so you know your what, you know your why, and then you got to get into your how. How am I going to do this? So I think accountability is a huge part of the puzzle to me is like, who's going to help you lead your charge in these turbulent and disruptive times? So when you say that, who's going to help lead your charge and and like keep people accountable, like how do you recommend... Like there's leaders listening now and some of them might be looking for a coach. Like how would you recommend they go out and find a coach? Well, that's such a great question, Rob. Thank you for that question because obviously you're going to be spending time with this person. So I would say, do you even like them? Do you, <laughs> do you feel like this person can motivate and inspire you to do the things that you said you were going to do for the reasons that you said mattered? And to hold you accountable is really finding someone that you know that's not going to be one of those ass-kissing type. You know, you want somebody who's going to actually not be that brown noser. You want somebody who's going to hold you to what you said you wanted with some tough love and not take any excuses and for me, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I don't even want to be. I want to work with people that are ready to change, that want someone to hold them accountable, and then want to work with me. That, that invalidate that they actually can challenge you. I feel like that's what makes it a high-performance experience, right? Yeah. What's your advice in terms of like the executives that are listening? Like when should that journey of development begin in your humble opinion? Well, I know that we're all coaches. So we all believe that investing in yourself is the most important investment that you can make. And if you're going through troubled times, like we all are globally right now, it's just to realize that you can't do it all by yourself. You have to have a team, you have to delegate, you have to have people that can support you and lift you up so that you can achieve your legacy and your goals rather than thinking, I'm going to just have tunnel visual, tunnel vision effect and just do it all myself. It's okay to have support. Everybody, all the top athletes, all the top leaders, everybody in the country that is doing a great job as a coach. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, in any context of high performance, you've always got somebody outside of yourself, right? That's able to challenge your assumptions or your blind spots or your edges, right? In terms right. of just helping to reflect as a mirror should, right? Where it is that the greatest opportunities for growth live, that might be outside your comfort zone, right? Which, which is where the challenge comes in. And then also just like the accountability systems are the hottest thing in neuroscience. When we know we're going to be held accountable by a coach, then it kind of subconsciously makes us execute at a higher degree. That's what the science proves, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I love that you bring it to the science back proof that accountability gets you results. If you have a mm-hmm. goal and and you get caught up, like stuff is happening, you're getting emails, you're getting texts, you get mm-hmm. taken off guard from making the main thing the main thing. So often having a coach that's outside of your company that you really trust that can hold your feet to the fire is the answer. Then then you can let your guard down. And everything good happens outside of your comfort zone. That's absolutely true. But you need somebody there. And I love doing that for people to help them become their best selves so that they can lead through these disruptive times and be that person with a legacy that they did it. Like we've all been whole, we've all been there together in these disruptive times. So make your legacy one that you led through disruption and uncertainty and became unstoppable is something that inspires me to help others. And how does this ripple out to the teams, right? Because it's one thing to hire a coach for yourself. Like, when do you start bringing this coaching to, like, middle managers or even frontline folks in your organization? Yeah, like, two words, quiet quitting. I'd like to remind <laughs> you leaders that failing to develop your team is failing as a leader because leaders raise other leaders and lift them up. Mm-hmm. So. An empowered team drives impact and retention. And as a thermostat, you then can set the temperature for growth. Yeah, and it's, it's actually like if we look at Gallup's state of the uh, workforce report, they talk about the five behaviors that drive impact and drive engagement, which means higher profitability, lower um, lower quitting, like all these great things. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is basically focusing on strength, coaching your folks, developing them, and always with the foundation of care. Yeah. Yeah. People want to feel listened to. Like communication skills are important while you're developing your leaders underneath you. You want if, if you ask me a question and I repeat it back to you, then you'll feel heard and then I'll know I got it right. And then I'll have a minute to process how do I want to respond instead of react to whatever is placed in front of me. And once you develop your team so that they are engaged, they feel safe to communicate, you listen to them, you hear them, you develop them under you. They're not going anywhere. They just want to know that what they're doing matters and that you want to develop them. That's what's going to help with your retention rates right now. Mm -hmm. Lisa, what are some of the skills that our leaders really should be isolating and identifying um, as the ones that are most important for them to double down on and develop in preparation for the future of work. What is your take on that? What should our leaders really be focusing on in their development today to prepare for the future? Well, thank you, Susan, for that question. I'd say that critical skills needed are emotional intelligence. Heck yeah. Communication. Number, number one leadership skill of them all right now, according to HBR, right? I believe that to be true. And a lot of people say, yeah, yeah, I already know that. I read the book 20 years ago. No, it's like a constant pro- process. You need emotional intelligence. You need digital literacy these days because things are changing and you want to be relevant. You want to keep up. 
And you need systems, thinking, purpose-driven leadership, and lifelong learning is upskilling yourself. That's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. It was something, actually, we just talked to Alexi about in podcast land. That would have been last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we just talked to Alexi about was like this element of of using AI as a way to improve and really changing the way we do work. And in his case, it's education, but for anyone, right? It's like, how do we use this tool, not as something we need to be afraid of or something that we need to limit, but use it to make us better and make us even more effective at what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's all about when you're staying current, you're staying relevant. I'd say probably, I don't know the exact statistics, but more than half of people in the world are using AI right now. And I love AI. It's not like you want to become a robot because robots still need that human touch. But as a content creator, for example, it's made my life a lot easier as a writer, as a speaker. It's all AI just, there's so many more possibilities that it's exciting and you shouldn't be afraid of technology because in my life and our lives, like everything has changed and you got to keep up with it. You know, before like in the dinosaur years, you know, we didn't even have computers. We didn't even have social media and I'm dating myself a little bit here, but (laughs) (laughs) it's true though. We didn't. I will date myself too. We did not grow up with this stuff, right? But no, it's the technological era now that we're living in. So we have to empower ourselves with that information, right? And that education. Yeah. And just keep upskilling. Like it's exciting. Just instead of being led by that fight, flight, freeze that we talked about, it's just Charging into the unknown, like a Star Wars character, just finding your ways to be unstoppable. And AI can make you unstoppable if you use it and not be used by it. You mm-hmm. still need to be a human. You still need to have opinions, make mm-hmm. decisions. But why not do some research? Just tip your baby toes into chat GPT or then there's Claude and then there's um, Bard. There's all kinds of new things to learn and just focus on that being a kid again kind of energy like this is exciting Mm -hmm. i'm conquering new frontiers with this stuff Mm -hmm. i want to go out there and lead my charge and not be left in the dust let's talk about that being left in the dust what would you say to all the executive executives and leaders that are listening right now that aren't currently investing in themselves their development or even the development for their teams Well, I just say, like, let's just start getting back to your vision, your goals, personally, professionally, whatever your vision is, when you're reverse engineering it, just keep in mind that you want to be upskilling, you want to stay relevant, you want to be that person that is empathetic, you're listening to other people, you're aware of your own emotions, so that you can be aware of the emotions of the other people around you. And you can listen, not just to be heard, to actually hear people. Those things will make you unstoppable right now. And I know you guys want to be unstoppable and just lead your charge through these turbulent times because tough times don't last, but tough, resilient, gritty people do. 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> Lisa, I love I love this term of unstoppable. And I'd love I'd love you to just give us like what does unstoppable mean and how do folks start to transition from, you know, maybe getting stuck sometimes or, or maybe even hitting roadblocks to becoming unstoppable? Well, thank you for that question, Rob, because I started my podcast in 2020 to help other people be unstoppable. I've done over 250 interviews on this topic because I feel like we have all have our own zone of genius. So it's like once you know what your goal is, have someone to help you get there because you'll get there 10 times faster, then you just you can be unstoppable in whatever it is you want to achieve. Just decide what really matters. And in the end of the day, happiness is important. Joy is important. And developing relationships is what's going to take you to that next level. It's not just about being a dinosaur, telling people what to do. It's just like having a community, having growth, having teamwork. And we can all be unstoppable right now. And I'm passionate about helping other people find that zone of genius where they're not going to just be like, tunnel vision, problem, but more like, okay, let's do this together, team. How can we do what we thought we would never have to do to get where we thought, never thought we'd ever get to? And that is teamwork. It's not being a dinosaur. It's not trying to do it all yourself. It's not trying to dictate to others what they should do. Listen to people, communicate with people, build those relationships so that they're bulletproof. Ooh, how do we do that? How do we build a relationship as a leader that's bulletproof? Well, I think that's the part in the end of the day that everything in business is about relationships. Everything in life is about relationships. In the end of the day, people are going to wish they didn't develop their network and their relationships because your network is your net worth. So it's about, even if you have to put it in your calendar, remember reach out to this person once a day, reach out to that person once a week, make it important, make them feel loved. If you want to go out in the world and make other people feel loved, wouldn't that be a great legacy to leave instead of like always focus on your goals and not really stepping back and enjoying the journey. And the journey to me are the growth mindset people that I want to surround myself with, the people that can elevate others and they can elevate me. So the people, the top five people you surround yourself with matter and just get back to focusing on your why. Why are you here? And then what do you want to accomplish? And then your how are you going to get there? So what, why, and how? And personal relationships and business relationships are things you have to invest in as much as investing in yourself for growth, legacy, and impact. I love it. And we got to, obviously, we got to ask you, you you keep talking about legacy, and that's actually our favorite question to ask folks on the show. Mm -hmm. Lisa, what do you want your legacy to be? Um, Well, to me, I want leaders to focus on building thriving cultures. So my legacy is I want to leave people better than I found them. I want to be that person who walks in the room and they're like, She's here. She's going to make me happier. She's going to leave an impact 
I want to be that crazy, fun person that was memorable, that made you want to do your best, made you want to live your best life. And to me, that's real leadership is impact and influence. Amazing. And so for folks out there, I've dropped Lisa's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram in the podcast notes. You can find her, Lisa G. Fit, on both of those on LinkedIn. It's Miss High Performance. You can check out her website, highperformanceexecutivecoaching.com. Is there anywhere else you want folks to find you, Lisa? I just say connect with me on LinkedIn, Lisa Goldenthal. That's the easiest way to find me and all of us are passionate about LinkedIn that are into leadership right now. Absolutely. And obviously, wherever you're listening to this, just search for whole CEO. That's one word together. And you'll find Lisa's show that Susan and I will be on upcoming. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited to have you guys on. It's going to be amazing. And we're excited too. So check that one out as well. Obviously, the way I actually found Lisa was she had our friend Matt Zeman on her show. And so I checked that one out. And then I reached out to Lisa to get her on here. So that was an amazing one. Shout out to Matt Zeman. Now, Susan, obviously for us, if if folks out there want any Mm -hmm. one-on-one high-performance leadership mindset coaching, they want group programs or anything, keynotes, uh, group programs, conflict management, and more, head on over to EliteHighPerformance.com for all of that. And then obviously hit subscribe to the Leadership Launchpad Project on your favorite podcast platform. Now, <laughs> in one breath, all of that. <laughs> Take a breath, Rob. Take a it's, beat. It's okay. <laughs> Do a quick box breath. That's right. So, Susan, obviously we had a great show. Lots to talk about. Oh, yeah. Where do you want to leave folks with this week? I love this way of describing Leadership 2.0, right? Making your relationships bulletproof so that you become unstoppable in your legacy game. I love that way of describing. I can start using that. Can I borrow that for me, please? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Take it. I love it. I love it. This this episode was ripe with actionable advice. I know our audience is just going to love it. Thank you, Lisa, for sharing your safe wisdom with our crowd. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And and for me, where I want folks to be is is as we start to connect to our legacy. It's exactly what Lisa was saying. Right? Is we need to make sure that. We start from self. And so box breathing is a great tool. You know, mm-hmm. any type of meditation, just really tuning into, as Richard calls it, our big ass self. And yeah. so that's really going to be the way that you can connect to the big dreams that you have, the legacy you want to leave. Otherwise, you're going to be in this element that you're controlled by fear or there's judgment around it. Well, can you actually do that? Or all those voices that many of us hear constantly. And so get grounded, get out there, find your legacy, and let's get rolling. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone.